Chris Riak joins me, uh, one of our city's finest osteopaths uh, at the Calgary Bow Centre. Chris, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, it's my pleasure, Michelle. I look forward to this. So. Great. Awesome. So, Chris, I mean, you've been a, a part of my healing journey, and that's who I, I'm, you know, especially kicking off this podcast with, uh, which I've just been so grateful for. Uh, but I know that uh, we also knew each other through uh, your wife, who you ran the Calgary Well Center with. I taught her and her your daughter singing lessons, and we kind of were connected through our community that way. And then I think I was walking this summer and <laughs> like my hip went out or my foot did something really crazy. <laughs> and luckily you were able to come over to my house and you did a little tweak and it was magic. It was overnight and I literally felt like you maybe pulled like my second, like not even pulled, like just like wiggle <laughs> what it felt like. And then it was magical. Like I, I felt so much better. And now I've obviously come to you for full, full sessions and it just felt um, such a huge change in my body as well as many of my family members and my husband uh, and I know that uh, you got a huge waiting list uh, because of the work you do and the reason I wanted to feature you is that I don't think people know enough about osteopathy they just don't know enough about what is it what why would I go to that how is it different than Cairo or how's it different than cranial um, therapy so yeah that's kind of how we know each other so <laughs> thanks for that Chris I'm, I'm so glad our paths have crossed but I mean, uh, I want to know how you got there. I know you have a degree in kinesiology, but how did you find the path of osteopathy? Uh, so it was a bit of a fluke, really. Um, I grew up a pretty prominent athlete. I, I played a lot of sports. So I sustained quite a few injuries in my time growing up. Uh, so I, I did the usual physio, doctors, sports med stuff. So I really had an interest through high school in getting into the health field and working with athletes and working with that sort of demographic. And uh, when I went to university, my, my goal at that point was actually to be an orthopedic surgeon. So I just, I loved looking at how the body worked and how just everything as a unit worked together and how incredible the body really is. Uh, and just the thought of being a surgeon and looking inside the body and dealing with it from that point of view just really appealed to me. So when I was in university, I had the um, really good fortune of being able to sit in on a surgery um, just as a spectator. And I found it really boring. Uh, and more importantly, I, I actually thought the surgeon looked really bored. And when I spoke to them, we were talking about how he was the knee guy. So all he did was knee surgery after knee surgery after knee surgery. And it just almost felt like a factory worker. And I, I lost my, my zest for being a surgeon with that. I just went, wow, I don't want to do the same thing day in and day out. There's no connecting with the patient. Even now I talk to people who've done surgery. They show up at the surgeon's office. He looks or she looks at the report says, oh, you need surgery. I'll see you in X amount of days. And that's the consult. Like there's no, no rapport building. And you're a great example. I treated you and now I've treated almost your whole family, it seems like. And I love that aspect of my job, right? And getting to know families and continuing the care of families. I've treated some for over a decade now. And I treated mom, then daughter, then granddaughter and throughout the whole family going into uncles, aunts, cousins, like it, it's pretty neat. Very 
So. Oh, sorry. Continue. Oh, that's okay. Uh, so after my sitting in on surgery, um, I started to look more into the alternative medical world. Uh, I had some acupuncture done on a lingering knee problem I had. And two sessions, my knee problem was gone. That's something I'd struggled with for five or six years. So that's what set me off into the alternative medical side of things. And in my last year of, er, of, sorry, of kinesiology, I took a course where we were studying different forms of alternative medicine because I was considering being a chiropractor or a physio that did some acupuncture or maybe a naturopath. And an osteopath actually came into my class and gave a one hour lecture on osteopathy. And I was blown away. I just, I said that was the best of each of those sort of professions. It was looking at the whole body. It was dealing with the person and not just, you know, your knee hurts, let's look at just the knee. And I just, something really appealed to me. And I, I had two weeks to the deadline to apply to osteopathy school. And I spoke with two of my professors who I had huge respect for, and they both said osteopathy was fantastic. They loved it. And that was it. Those two guys endorsing it and my one hour lecture, I signed up for osteopathy school, got in two weeks, well, I guess a month later. And I first day of osteopathy school had never actually been treated by an osteopath, <laughs> uh, but I love it. And it, I have no regrets and it, it's been a great career so far and hopefully it'll continue to be. And your training is like the same amount as a doctor, correct? Like you, it was many years to become qualified to do it, right? Yeah. So I did my four year undergrad in kinesiology, as you've mentioned, we were just talking about, uh, and then osteopathy school is another five years of, it's kind of a part-time where you're working in clinic, but also going to school and, kind of building your skills as you're working in a clinic. Uh, I equate it to learning how to swim without getting in the pool. You know, why would you do it just in the classroom? So even at the Calgary Well Center now, we have two students who work there and they will go to school for a week and then come back to the clinic and practice and then back to school. And so they just keep adding the new skills that they learn in school to their clinical practice. And so it's five years of that. And then it's two more years after that to do a thesis. Um, so it is a bit of a long program, uh, but it, it's not so bad. Like when I graduated, I had a full practice, full wait list already, and it was months to get in with me. So what other profession do you start at that point where you're fully booked already? So it, it's a bit of a grueling grind, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. And the stuff I learned, I, I craved, I loved it. So. I, I enjoyed my time in osteopathy school and it didn't feel like seven years and so. Very cool. And I mean, I think, you know, my next question is that maybe many listeners are having is, you know, what is osteo osteopathy? You know, I have keep having trouble with that word. Before <laughs> we started, I'm like, I know I'm going to screw that word up. Uh, but I think, you know, I know my dad came to you and you had his, your hands on like the back of his skull, his skull and you're like, well, you know, your right kidney is out. <laughs> you know, that there's there's this really kind of, um, it's, it's it's so unlike anything else. So please, like, what is it? What is it that you Okay. Uh, I, I know as an osteopath, I explain this 
all the time. And the, the running joke in the office is people show up and they have no idea what I do. And I first thing I do is actually explain why they're there and what's going to happen. Uh, and then when people leave, like, well, I grabbed the back of your dad's head and told him his kidney was a problem. And everyone goes, I have no idea what he just did. And so it makes no sense to anybody. Uh, but osteopathy, the way I, I describe it is, it's a hands-on holistic form of medicine, all about realigning the body. So typically what we see in Western medicine is, uh, you know, you go in and you say your knee hurts, your doctor, your physio, your, you know, many other professions will just look at your knee. But what about how the ankle influences the knee? How about how the hip influences the knee? But then in osteopathy, we take it so much further. How about how the kidney influences the knee? How about how, how your head is sitting on your neck? How does that influence your center of gravity, which then influences your knee? And for instance, with your dad, that whole kidney thing, well, the kidney attaches into the spine and then there's other connections called fascial chains. Mm -hmm. And these connections continue throughout the whole entire body. So if I hold the back of the <laughs> You know, that's always yeah. the his lower back and his hip goes up. He's like, he was doing work on my kidney. <laughs> yeah, but. And that, and that, exactly, right? So in that specific case, the kidney sits on the hip flexor muscle. If the kidney's not sitting properly, the hip flexor tightens up, which locks up the low back and the SI joint. So you end up with low back discomfort and everyone keeps looking at the low back and doing adjustments and exercises and stretching but the muscle tightens to protect the kidney. So you can stretch it all you want and it'll continue to fight that because it wants to tighten to protect itself, not to stretch out. And so it's just, it's a different approach to looking at the body, but it's looking at the whole body, not just where the symptom is. So many times people come in and say, I have pain right here or right there. That's not where their problem is. That's just where their symptom is. And the symptoms just a clue and there are many clues right when you look at a person do they have a shoulder higher on one side than the other are the hips twisted how does a hip twisted affect a shoulder how does a hip twisted affect a knee and it, there's huge influences from the entire body to every part so you know looking at people with neck pain i start at their feet and look at their feet because that can determine how your head sits on your neck. And it's not just chasing pain as we talked about in osteopathy, just because it hurts somewhere doesn't mean that's right where I go. Right. With everyone who comes into my office, I get their whole health history, but then I look at them as a blank slate and I, okay, what are your feet doing? What is your pelvis doing? What is your rib cage doing? And look through the whole body and how is this area gonna influence where it hurts? And, you know, is this body part being out of place way away going to affect where the pain is showing up? And if it does, then obviously we start to address there and work our way to where the pain is and start to clear problems throughout the body, not just let's go after a symptom. Right. So it's not really just a one-stop shop. Like we're probably out of alignment numerous times throughout throughout a year and that kind of thing. It's not just for like, oh shoot, my back spills out. 
No, I, absolutely. So the whole theory with osteopathy is um, it's based off engineering principles. So we, we look at you as a full functional unit. Um, so the body can't be healthy if things are out of place. Think of a part in your car being out of place, a piece of your watch mechanics not being placed. You won't keep time properly. You won't drive straight. The body's no different. If a bone goes out of place, if a kidney goes out of place, the body won't work properly. So the left kidney, for instance, if that goes out of place, it affects blood flow to the uterus. So that can affect fertility, that can affect menstrual cramping, that can affect even the way you walk then, because the uterus is a big component to walking and how things move. So looking at the kidney then, we can affect all those different problems. So it's not just, oh, your low back hurts, let's look at your kidney. It's, oh, you have fertility issues, let's look at your kidney. But what does your kidney have to do with reproductive? But if you know the blood flow, the left kidney, specifically the left renal artery, has the um, artery down to the uterus, or one of the arteries, the left ovarian artery down to it. So um, it, there's huge influence on fertility then from a kidney. But when you go to your fertility doctor, do they look at your kidneys? And that that's something pretty unique to osteopathy. Absolutely. Why do you, do you look like at the body the way we Even when you see people, like, do you feel like you can diagnose on site sometimes? Like, just by the way they walk or by themselves? I, this is my fun party trick um, <laughs> that my, my wife's learning how to do, which is hilarious. So I, when people find out what I do at parties, I'm always asked, okay, what's wrong with me? That's the first question <laughs> after I explain what osteopathy is. Um, so, you know, I look and I go, okay, I bet you, you know, this hurts or that hurts because you're shifting your weight or you're doing something. And now my wife's done it, you know, for so long um, that she can do it now. And it cracks me up because she <laughs> loves to do it. And I'm so excited to, to do it. And then looks at me and on my right and I, she's never been wrong. But yeah, that's something that uh, like walking through the mall, I just, I cringe and go, oh, you're such a mess. And I, I wish I could help you. And but I guess running up to random people in the mall going, here's my card. <laughs> Great, your left kidney's out, come see me. Yeah. Um, well, exactly. <laughs> what about how, um, I know you're talking a lot about like body parts, but how do you think um, even like mental health or emotional states um, can affect people's like posture or how they hold tension in their body or, or how organs function? Like, do you ever go into that realm at all or do you think that has any effect on the body? Oh, absolutely. Again, it's looking at the whole body, right? The mental affects the physical, the spiritual affects the mental and physical. It, it's all one package. And I, I'll never understand why we separate everything. If you're not feeling good, whether, you know, it's a mental thing with all this COVID stuff, for instance, that weighs on you. It, it affects your neurochemical system. It affects um, the brain chemistry and how you feel. And that can lead into all sorts of physical ailments. There's all sorts of studies that show stress causes physical problems, but physical stress also causes mental problems. If you've ever lived in a chronic state of pain, you're going to start to 
feel angry and depressed and go through all of those emotions because you just get tired of not feeling well. Right. And I see that all the time with people that I treat and there's a huge connection between the mental and the physical. And one of the things you'll see um, that I notice a lot with, uh, so people always assume their bad posture causes problems, but sometimes the problems cause the bad posture. So for instance, uh, tightness in the lungs. So if you've ever had pneumonia or bronchitis, any of those sort of lung issues, you can develop tension in the lung tissue and that pulls down on the shoulders and through the neck and you start to get that rounded shoulder. Well, you have that long enough and it starts to become a permanent thing and you become the 60, 70 year old that loses a few inches in height and has a really rounded posture and everyone just goes, well, just stand up straight. But it's not that simple if you have this internal tension pulling down on you. And it doesn't just go away. The body doesn't just forget stuff and go, okay, you've had that problem long enough. Let's just pretend you don't have it anymore. And these things just accumulate over time. So most of the time when I see people, uh, it's a first time, right? Where a lot of people, maybe they've seen the chiro or the physio, had some superficial stuff done. They've never had their organs worked on. So you end up doing a lot of that kind of work to free up the internal tension that's pulling on these bones. And you see this a lot with people who go, I go to the same therapist and they do the same treatment over and over and over again. And it only lasts for a day or a week. And then I have to go back and get it redone. And it's because they're not looking at the whole body. They're just treating the symptom, trying to get the posture up but not figuring out why the posture is being pulled down to begin with. And if you don't fix that, a quick adjustment doesn't overcome hours of standing with this posture pulling you down. Right, and it's, it's interesting with your treatments because I remember when I first went and I, I felt like I was like a real wreck. <laughs> and, uh, and you were like, you know, come back in like a month or two. And I was like, what? A month or two, I'm like, I need to come back next week. <laughs> like, I, I feel amazing. I feel like so good. Um, but really, you know, like there was this time also for your body to almost like heal itself and adjust to the changes that you made that I thought was so different as well. You know, it wasn't, again, those quick fixes, you know, you go for a few weeks, that kind of thing. Um, it's really about the body readjusting and kind of reprogramming itself, it seems. Uh, absolutely. And that, that's the thing. I've never healed a person in my life. I, I wish I was Jesus and could just say you're healed and <laughs> fix you. And, but I, I, as an osteopath, my role is to free up the body so that it can heal itself. And the body takes time. So if I put the kidney back in place, well, now the blood flow has to reestablish itself. The muscles will let go and realize they don't have to be in protective mode. All these things have to change. All the inflammation has to process itself and go away. And, and if I'm treating the root of the problem, the symptom goes away. So you shouldn't have to keep coming back over and over and over again. Sometimes it takes a few treatments to finally clear all the underlying problems that are causing the symptom, but you shouldn't have to redo stuff. You shouldn't have to keep doing the same adjustment every time. And if you do, it means it's not working. So I send people away for the month 
to see how their body responds. If they come back in and have all the same things out of place, I didn't treat the right stuff, or they're doing an activity that keeps causing it to happen, which does happen. Um, but it's given the body time to heal, time to see if it works, time to see how the overall response is so that we know if we're on the right track, if we're doing the right stuff, and if we are, then we get to just build off of it. If we're not, then we're starting back from square one again and having to redo stuff. And so typically the normal person comes in, says they have a certain problem, we deal with it, and then they come back every sort of three to six months. And I call it just the routine maintenance checkup because you're going to slip and fall on the ice. You're going to wipe out Which I did. skiing. Your... <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, you will throw new things out of place. And as long as we keep clearing that stuff and putting things back into place and keeping as few things out of place as possible, you're going to feel good. The body is amazing at being able to compensate and to deal with problems. But it's when there's just too many problems in the body, then you just, you don't feel good anymore. You can't compensate. So your back starts to hurt or your knee or your shoulder. So if we can just get that number of problems down below the threshold, then your body can compensate and you feel great. So depending on how athletic you are. Both me and my husband, I feel like a lot of times that my, my husband, Pete, and I admit to you that like the second we put our feet on the ground, we're like, oh, I just feel like so much more connected to the earth. I feel like way, I just feel grounded. I feel like oh, my whole foot is touching, you know, the ground. It's just really, it is remarkable healing. Um, I'm sure like throughout your years, you must have like transformational stories. Like if, especially if you've been with families um, and those kind of things, like what is something that's inspired you to, to keep doing what you do? What's, what's an impactful story for you? So this is one of my favorite stories. Um, and I, I'm sure I've told it a few times in the past. Uh, so this happened to me in my second year of osteopathy school. I just started at a clinic. And I, I think this was the first person who ever actually paid me money to help them in a clinic setting. And it, it was one of those reassuring moments where I knew I was heading down the right path. So this, she was a 67 year old Scottish woman who reminded me of my grandma and as part of why I'll never forget her. And she came into my office and she said, her issue that she had was her knee was so swollen that she couldn't fit her pants on. Um, she couldn't pull her slacks up over her knee. So she had to wear jogging pants to church and she felt really embarrassed to wear jogging pants at church. So she had just had her second knee operation eight weeks prior, which the second operation, they finally did a full knee replacement. And she had no feeling from the middle of her thigh all the way to the tip of her toe. So she looked like a pirate walking on a peg leg. So she'd been back to the surgeon. She'd done all the physio appointments post-surgery. And everyone she talked to had just said, you know what, sometimes this is what happens. Your knee is just shot. Your leg is not recovering the way we thought it should. So unfortunately, this is you and you're stuck like this. So all she wanted was for me to do some lymph drainage and get her knee small enough she could wear slacks to church. So pretty modest, pretty simple. So 
I, I did my treatment as a second year student thinking like, what do I know? I, I barely know anything. I'm only in the year two. But about 15 minutes into the appointment, working on the scar tissue, treating the knee, she could wiggle her toes. She started to have feeling in her foot. And about 20, 30 minutes into the appointment, her knee visibly was about half the size as when we started. And she was floored. And I, I was shocked. I couldn't believe that I was able to actually do that. And it, it, it wasn't me, but just osteopathy could help this woman that much. And I, I had such a boost of confidence going, I get it, this works. This isn't so weird and crazy and wow. it, it actually works. And that was a huge motivator to keep me excited about school and going back and learning more. And, and I, I've been very fortunate. I've got a few stories like that, but that one being the first one going, this isn't voodoo, weird, witch doctor stuff, that this actually helps. And that was always my goal. I did figure out the best way to help people. And that's just something I, I always liked to do and wanted to do. And to see that this was taking me down that path to where I could do some really unique stuff that seemed like other therapies weren't able to do. I, it, it was very exciting for me and impactful. Awesome. And giving you the opportunity to, to be so amazing at what you do now and still to be so passionate about it years later. But it, it's hard not to be passionate when you see changes like that, right? I, I impacted that woman's whole world. Church was so important to her. And being a very proper person, even when she came to my office, she showed up in a blazer, a blouse, and jogging pants. And you could see it killed her, but she was the type who probably didn't leave her house without a single hair out of place. And this really weighed on her. And it, it might seem silly, but it, it was big and it, I don't know, it, it was impactful to me. And then Absolutely. to, to I mean, go through. It being, you know, kind of woo woo or being worried like, okay, this isn't just, <laughs> you know, some kind of, you know, uh, you know, strange, holistic other field. But I mean, I feel even, I think when I was talking to another colleague of yours at your office, about what you do and he said you know that is energy work that is also you know <laughs> energy worker and so you know in the alternative holistic medical field do you feel as though osteopathy is is energy work like when your hands are on people and that is you know how you you feel people's body parts like do you feel there's this aspect of a sixth sense that that also accompanies you i i don't know about a sixth sense so much but absolutely there's energy work. And I, I, I believe with anything, the more, the more I do osteopathy, the more I buy into the whole energy stuff and believe like even just this conversation between you and I, there's an energy between us. Um, so me putting my hands physically on someone, there has to be energy flow between the two. So I know a lot of osteopaths who put a lot of intention on the energy side of things and they border on sort of Reiki, that kind of stuff. I know that I 
am much more of a on the physical level osteopath but i've had numerous people um first nations reiki shamans who have all said i do a ton of energy work while i work but it's just that's not my intent and it's not something i i consciously do um but you can see it i doing this for as long as i have i i i know that there's energy shifting that things are happening you can feel the weight in the room change you can see people change and it, it's not just a physical change um, so i i believe wholeheartedly that there is energy changes happening during all osteopathy appointments whether late whether intended or not Maybe like, I wonder if you can for a second, because I think I'm still trying to figure out, you know, this energy thing you called it. And I feel like I keep calling it like this energy thing. Um, even what I'm trying to do with people with the, like with their voice and that kind of thing. What is energy? Is it an exchange of, of, of atoms? Is it um, when you say like that you can kind of sense that there's these energy, what, what does energy mean to you? What does that word mean to you? Uh, that... That's a really tough question. I know. I know. That's why I'm like on this mission. <laughs> uh, for me, energy is a reflection of the person. So I, I can see an aura. I don't see colors. I don't see um, some of the things other people can see. I just, I can see a faint outline. So at the start of my appointments with people, one of the first things I get them to do is just to stand in front of me. And most people look, okay, the shoulders level, is one hip sticking forward? And they look at all the physical stuff. I look at that stuff, but I also look, is that person happy? Is that person embarrassed? Is that person, like, what is their persona or what is their feeling at that time? And then I look at their aura. Do they have an enormous aura where they just have all the confidence in the world? Do they have a dark aura? Are they sad? Are they sick? Are they angry? Do they have a very thin aura where they just, they want to hide away, I guess, or they don't sort of make themselves known to the world. They just like to retreat into themselves. And I, I can see their energies changing in that sense where I know when people feel better, their auras get brighter, they get bigger, thicker, and it feels better being in the room with them. When I close my door with someone who's got a dark aura, it is, it's, it weighs and you can feel it. Um, so to me, I, I still bring it back to the physical level that I can see it, I can touch it, I can feel it in the air um, but I, I and I, I can touch someone's aura and manipulate the aura but like that that's super rare not something I do and that's still science right like that I put auras actually is a blue like that's actually science that we radiate and, I, and energy and I've heard of studies where they've actually been able to photograph auras and to see stuff and and it, it is fascinating. There's all sorts of stuff about people who've lost limbs and how their aura is still there around the missing limb. 
or I, 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 so again, I don't treat a lot of energy, but I, I have this really crazy story. Okay. Um, and I'm always reluctant to share it because it <laughs> makes it more voodoo-y. Um, I treated this woman once. She was sitting in the chair at her hairdressers and a car went through the front window of the hairdressers and hit her. And she flew 14 feet into the wall and hit the wall and then hit the ground. So she, she was a mess. Um, and I, I have never had an experience quite like this since this is sort of a one and only, but it literally felt like her aura was half, like instead of being framed around her, it was here. So we literally moved her aura back centered over top of her and the immediate change, like I, that's another, I will never forget that one. Cause that, like, I didn't believe that's what I was doing at the time. And all of a sudden I was just doing it out of I, instinct or just hope and a prayer, seeing if this kind of worked. And I didn't really know how to play with oars at the time, but I, it just was so apparent. Wow. And I moved it over and just the sigh of relief and the, oh my God, I feel better from this person was, was pretty neat experience. So mm. stuff like that, I, just, I can't deny that energy is around us, part of us. And yeah, it, that was a wild experience for me. Wow, cool. I love hearing stuff like that. You know, that's just, that's amazing. That's really amazing. So really, I know that you have like four degrees in school for eight years or something like that, but it's still a type of energy work. <laughs> I love it. it. It is. <laughs> I love it. But, but it's all about stuff behind it. It's all about treating the whole body though, right? The science comes with treating the physical, right? This bone connects to that bone, connects to that bone and knowing those connections so understanding that part of it, but then there there is an art to it, right? And I think getting into the energetic side of things, some people are just blessed that they can feel it better. Like I'm in awe of so many osteopaths and what they're able to feel and do. And and it, I, I always equate it to golf. You can start at a young age, you can play as much golf as Tiger Woods played. And some people just, can't be Tiger Woods and it, it's just a matter of some people are fortunate that they get a gift or that they can just piece it all together because we can all study the golf swing there's a science to the golf swing I still slice the ball most of my shots and just I am Tiger Woods so um, so it, it's fascinating seeing different osteopaths and seeing how different people approach it because i've never met two osteopaths who are the same and how they did everything even classmates of mine who we had the same lectures the same in-class experiences and yet we all are so different in how we approach treating people and our treatment styles so great wow chris well thank you so much for so many things to think about so whoever's listening if you have not tried osteopathy i highly recommend it um 
I'm a believer. I'm totally convinced. <laughs> I've definitely had major changes in my in my body and my life, um, as, as well as much as my family. And uh, see Chris at the Calgary Wow Center. You guys have quite a few services there, Chris. Um, do you want to kind of in Calgary here? Do you want to share some of the other things you guys offer? Yeah. So uh, obviously, right off the bat, we have five osteopaths, so three full osteopaths, then our two students. Uh, we have this amazing physiotherapist. Uh, she is also um, trained in cranial sacral work. So cranial sacral work was actually started by an osteopath. So she's amazing at bridging the physio osteopathy world and just does some incredible things and helps to really integrate people's osteopathic treatments with the physio, which they complement each other so well and is why we have a physio at the clinic. Uh, we also have uh, a TCM practitioner, uh, our acupuncturist, the other Chris at the office, uh, who does some pretty wild energy work if you are looking for specific energy work. I know, I'm hoping um, to so, talk about it sometime at some point, because he, that is, that to uh, itself is not just acupuncture, it is, it's pretty, pretty wild. Pretty yeah. And that he is so much fun to just sit down and chat with. So hopefully he does agree. I, I would be surprised if he didn't. Um, but he just, when you start to really get going with him and understand what he knows, it's so fascinating and it is a lot of fun to chat with him. Uh, and then we also have uh, our laser skin treatment as well, um, which at first seemed a little bizarre adding laser to our holistic natural health um, but it, it's when we started to think about it it's utilizing light energy instead of botox instead of harsh chemicals and that sort of stuff um, as as much as it sounds funny to say it's more of a natural using a laser it is still using light therapy and one of the things we've seen at our clinic um, it's not just about aesthetics it's people's self-worth and how you look and feel right so trying to make people feel better physically but then look better to feel better in confidence um, so we've seen some pretty neat stuff with our amazing laser dealing with wrinkles acne things that people do get very self-conscious about um, that we're able to help with without using all the harsh chemical stuff and um, so it's, it's a really neat aspect to our, our business, trying to work the inside and now the outside of people. Mm -hmm. so yeah. from there. We just found out we have a new naturopath joining the clinic as well. Okay. So, yeah, starting in February, we'll, we'll have a new addition as well. So okay. trying to make just an overall one-stop shop for health where it's really awesome because you can come in and see two or three people of different um, specialties to resolve your issue and we can communicate with each other and set up a treatment plan and we can put you with the right people and get your health problems sorted out uh, as quickly as I think you can so awesome. it's a new place to work and to be well, Chris, thank you so much for joining me today for enlightening me and I, the inspirational stories. And I'm sure so many people are just going to enjoy, yeah, hearing more about this, about about all that you do. So thank you so much, Chris. And uh, yeah, talk about the Calgary Wow Center.
That's All right. Great. Well, thank you. Bye.